the Fantasy Football Insider on WBXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. And welcome into the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by the one and only Chris Carter from our friends and partners at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Chris, how are you doing? It was a wild finish to, I know, a lot of people's fantasy football championships. If not, they're not going into the championship this week. It was just a crazy, crazy week. It was a wild week. We had some extremely explosive performances. One of the best, maybe the best performance we've ever seen out of a running back in the fantasy football era. We'll get to that in just a bit, but it's wild. And I do want to remind people, yes, most a lot of leagues, will end on week 16, but there are some leagues out there that will double up week 16 and 17 as a two, as a two week championship round. So if you're in one of those leagues, you're probably thinking, how the heck do I survive? Cause I gotta, I gotta either bounce back or maintain my lead or keep plugging away. That's what we're going to help you with today on today's show. We are here to do that. And I know a lot of people that have that situation are kind of excited about this week is usually in week 17. We see a lot of teams resting their starters that doesn't seem to be the case this week. And we're going to chat a little bit about kind of who you should start, who you should sit. Let's kick things off with right or sorry, right now with who's hot and who's not. We'll get to that segment later on. Starting with hot and not though. There's a quarterback who went all out on Monday night football, a guy that we've seen light the field up all season long. And that would be Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. Yeah, he looks good in shorts, Jenna. Josh Allen went 27 of 36 for 320 yards, four touchdowns. He didn't even need his feet in this game. Normally, a Josh Allen great fantasy week involves him running for like a two touchdowns or something like that or getting 50 yards. He really didn't even need his legs. He was just throwing the ball all over the Patriots. And I know everyone had to love watching that as Bill Belichick was chucking a phone on the sideline as he was getting stomped out by the Bills in his own stadium. Uh, that would That was pretty amazing to watch, Jenna. That was what the worst home loss the Patriots have faced ever. Yeah. Or in the Belichick era. Mm hmm. That's, that's, that's in Foxborough because Foxborough started around the same time as Belichick. So, like, you know, when you look at the, the, the era of that stadium and how, I mean, they never, they used to never lose there, you know, and that was, that was their, that was their, their sacred ground. And now it's been defiled by the Bills, who are AFC East champs and set the, the, the Patriots into a losing season for the first time, uh, you know, since, since Bill Belichick took over there. That's pretty crazy, Jenna. There's something pretty poetic about that. For Absolutely. Sure. Um, now another quarterback that is looking hot right now, a former foe of the Steelers now with the Cowboys, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's going off, Jenna. 22 of 30 for 377. I repeat, 377 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. We'll be talking about him later in this show. But he's on fire. He's really feeling it. And he's fitting into the role of saying, like, you know, this this has been great for Andy Dalton, Jenna, because he was dead and buried after the Bengals got rid of him. He was going to sit behind Dak Prescott for an entire year, and no one was expecting to see him. But the push that he's made in the second half of this season – there's going to be teams out there saying, hey, we could use someone like that. And he might have revitalized his chance to someday get another chance to start somewhere uh, on a team that's like, hey, we need a, we need a quarterback that to kind of manage the situation. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton, you got to give him a hand for what he's been able to do. Let's go to the running backs, because if you had this guy on your roster, you were a very, 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 very happy fantasy football player on Christmas Day. That would be Alvin Kamara. I just, I think I'm still in awe about that game in itself. Uh, and what's crazy is Sean Payton could have hand, like the one touchdown he gave to Taysom Hill. If he puts Alvin Kamara in, it's seven touchdowns, Jenna. It was wild. 
I think, I think he broke Twitter. I, I kid you not. I was uh, zooming with my family and then I turned the game. I had the game on the background. I turned the sound on and they talked about, you know, Oh, Camaro just scored his fifth. And I was like, this is a joke. And then I was like, Oh, like people he made or broke a lot of people's Christmas spirit in that day, without a doubt, without a doubt, 25 carries, 155 yards, six touchdowns also had three catches for 17 yards. Uh, just purely spectacular on his part. But here's the funny thing, Jenna, I have a friend in one of my leagues, Surrey of city, my man, he had Alvin Kamara and he still lost this week. That was insane. And he actually came in last place in our league. He's the, he's officially the butt. That's what we would give to our last place players in our league. We're ruthless over here, Jenna. We give punishments out. I support that. That's what every fantasy league should do. Last place gets some form of embarrassing punishment because you came in last. Well-deserved. Absolutely. Um, Another running back, Miles Gaskin has been looking pretty good as of late. If you're a Miles Gaskin Gaskin fantasy owner like me, you're frustrated because he missed the last three weeks and now he wants to rush for 14 14 times for 87 yards and get five catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, I needed you last week, Miles Gaskin, but hey, he was on fire this week uh, and this could be perfect for the Dolphins who need him for this playoff push that they're trying to make. I thought about this the other day. I wanted to see if anybody had made a Miles Gaskin, Carol Baskin rhyme joke somewhere in there. There's there's something to work with. I'm very surprised I haven't heard more of it. That right. that actually uh, that actually I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's that's where my brain goes to in those situations when he is playing on the team that I'm playing against. But <laughs> a guy that I had on my team that I tweeted about that did so well and that I ended up picking up in the eighth round would be wide receiver Stefan Diggs my goodness how the heck did you get him in the eighth round he went he caught nine passes for 145 yards and three touchdowns I mean and this is what we were saying all the time when he was in Minnesota if you put him with a with a really good quarterback he was going to excel you put him with Josh Allen the tour lighting up the AFC huge night for him Michael Gallup he was the guy catching the touchdowns for Andy Dalton he caught six passes for 121 yards two touchdowns Jenna those two guys I mean Diggs is someone you expect to blow up Michael Gallup he was a surprise for sure yeah, definitely. Now let's go over to tight ends for a quick second. Uh, you have two guys here that seem like they're very reasonable guys to get hot as of late, but still, you know, I, man, I didn't think we'd be talking about Gronk at this point of the season. I really didn't. Yeah. Are we in 2014? Because the two hot tight ends that I'm talking about are Jimmy Graham and, and Rob Gronkowski. It's like, we just seriously went back like six years in the NFL. Graham, four catches for 69 nice yards and two touchdowns. And it's funny. You'd think that Gronkowski should get the 69 yards with how he always loves doing that. But two catches and two touchdowns for him, 58 yards, both showing that they could be really good. And kind of an interesting balance there for the Bears because it was starting to look like Cole Komet would be the guy. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy Graham steps up for Mitch Trubisky. Big, big day for the guys that used to be the superstar tight ends of the league. Now, when it comes to not, we'll look at the quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield and Drew Brees kind of on a little bit of a slump lately. Yeah, Drew Drew Brees just hurting without Michael Thomas, but Baker Mayfield against the Jets. That was, I know he was missing all his receivers, but my goodness, he had three fumbles lost. Horrible day for him. Uh, Rough day for Drew Brees, but you expect him to bounce back maybe by the playoffs. Yeah. And running backs, Devin Singletary and Josh Jacobs, guys that you probably shouldn't have in the lineup this week. 
just a rough day for Devin Singletary while the passing game was going off. Josh Jacobs surprisingly wasn't worked into the Raiders passing game, and that kind of limited him. Uh, the receivers I was looking at were two guys I thought could have done better this week. Josh Jacobs, and I'm sorry, A.J. Brown for the Titans against the Packers. They needed him, and he only caught three pa- uh, to four passes for 43 yards. Tyler Lockett uh, ended up being the guy that got shut down mostly by the Rams, but the uh, Seahawks still won. And two tight ends that have been springing up lately that didn't this week. Robert Tanyan for the Packers is Devontae Adams went completely off and Cole Komet who just because Jimmy Graham played great he could he, he just kind of took the fall with only two catches for 18 yards well be sure to stick with us on the fantasy football insider sponsored by Cal U coming up next we are headed to the waiver wire stick with us And welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. I'm Jenna Harner, joined by Chris Carter from our partners at DK Pittsburgh Sports. And Chris, we are hitting the waiver wire. Who are some of the quarterbacks that people should really look to see if they are available this week to pick up and hopefully boost them over the their opponent in the championship here? Well, the first guy is going to be Andy Dalton. We already talked about him. Three touchdowns. And, uh, and, and guess what, Jenny? He's facing the Giants defense this week. You know, this is going to be an opportunity for Andy Dalton to kind of go off really good to end his, his his year of backing up Dak Prescott, which became, you know, taking over as the starter. starter. He's feeling it. He's got talented wide receivers. I think this is going to be a real chance for him to light it up. And he's and you know he wants to prove to the world that he's still got it. Um, and, and again, he's probably looking at this and say, if I finish this year strong, someone probably gives me a nice payday next year, um, you know, or, you know, is looking to say, hey, we want Andy Dalton and work up a market for himself. So if you're needing a quarterback for this final stretch, stretch of the season, this may be your guy just for one week. And another quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky, who I know there's been a lot of talk about this season, but there's been a lot of positive talk about him in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. The emergence of David Montgomery has really opened up the passing game for the bears as teams are trying to stop him. It's opening up more chances for Mitchell Trubisky. He's, he went 24 of 35 for 265 yards, two touchdown passes did throw an interception, but he also rushed for a touchdown. Jenna, you know, Mitch Trubisky still isn't playing at a high level, in my opinion, but he's putting up decent fantasy numbers and he's doing it against bad teams. Sure. But these are the things you need to do when your team has a good defense and its running game has come alive. Um, He may be worth a plug just in this week. If if you're unconfident, you know, like you may be in a situation where maybe you're afraid of, you know, Patrick Mahomes doesn't play this week. Or maybe you're afraid Ben Roethlisberger who doesn't play this week. Um, You know, you're saying, oh, my gosh, my starting quarterback's out. Who do you go get? Either one of these guys might work for the final week, though. The Bears, they do have the Packers. That could be really nasty. Let's go into the running back room. Two guys that you like for picking up this week, A.J. Dillon and Gus Edwards. Yeah, Gus Edwards has really taken over the running back role for the Ravens. Mark uh, Ingram has been a healthy scratch for the Ravens the past two weeks, which is crazy to think. Uh, But that Gus Edwards being worked into the passing game and the running game, he totaled 17 touches for 122 yards in his last game. Uh, again, an emergency running back, that might be your play. A lot of leagues don't have them. A lot of people will have J.K. Dobbins on, on, on their list. But uh, check your check your waiver wire for Gus Edwards. But someone who absolutely is going to be there unless you're in one of those super deep leads, A.J. Dillon, the rookie out of Boston College playing for Green Bay. He carried the ball 21 times for 124 yards and two touchdowns for Green Bay. The snow in Lambeau 
really worked out for this guy. He was hitting the holes. He's a hard, he's a hard, straightforward runner, and this worked out for him. Aaron Jones has been getting dinged up lately. You might be looking at, at A.J. Dillon finishing up this week against the Bears. He was, he's worth a check to see if he's going to help you finish out your last week of the season. Yeah, he was really earning a lot of praise on Sunday Night Football for sure. He looked really, really good in that mm-hmm. game. Now let's go to the receivers, Zach Pascal and Sterling Shepard, a name that I think a lot of people are wondering, really? Giants? Really? Yeah, Sterling Shepard, nine catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. He also got 12 targets, Jenna, which is crazy to think. You know, he's, but again, when you see targets going someone way, that's where you say, aha. Maybe there's something here. Maybe this guy's becoming the, t- the main focus of, of the passing offense. Him and Zach Pascal, who scored a touchdown against the Steelers, but Pascal has also been stepping up as teams facing the Colts are starting to say, oh my goodness, T.Y. Hilton, you're still a thing. And they're trying to take him away, which is opening the door for Zach Pascal. Had a touchdown this week. He has, has some impressive number, numbers the, the weeks before. Those are two guys that I've seen on a lot of waiver wires that you should definitely be picking up right now. And two tight ends that you have your eyes on this week to kind of hopefully for people to lock up those fantasy championships, Irv Smith Jr. and Austin Hooper. Well, Austin Hooper for the Browns really stepped up when they lost all their receivers because they got COVID and he was targeted 15 times, caught the ball seven times for 71 yards, no touchdowns because the Browns stunk this week. I would still hesitate on playing Austin Hooper this week because he's up against the Steelers, but certainly worth a pickup if you need an emergency tight end. Um, Irv Smith Jr., a young guy for the, for, the, for the Vikings, really stepped up this week, six catches, 53 yards, two touchdowns. Surprisingly, he's still on a lot of waiver wires. Go snatch him up for this week. I think he'd be a good start. Well, be sure to stick with us here on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. We're taking a look at some of the Steelers and if there's guys that you should pick up or guys that you should keep on the bench for this final week of fantasy football. Stick with us. And welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. Chris, we are diving into the Steelers. And one of the big storylines that came out on Tuesday was that Ben Roethlisberger will not be playing Sunday versus the Browns. That means it's going to be Mason Rudolph. So if Roethlisberger was in your lineup, make sure you put him on the bench, take him out because he will not be playing. Yeah, this is a situation where you were hoping the Steelers might try to, if you're a fantasy owner, you would be hoping that the Steelers might try to get their rhythm back and build off of that explosive second half against the against the Colts. Um, I'm not so sure that uh, that Mason Rudolph is really the answer here for fantasy owners. If you're desperate, go after Mitch Trubisky or Andy Dalton or any of the other guys I've been mentioning for the past few weeks. Check to see if Jalen Hurts is still around because Mason Rudolph, he struggled, he struggled a lot over the past two seasons. This, to me, is the prove-it game for Rudolph. This is the game where if he can get it done, maybe this, the Steelers think about, hey, maybe we don't need to go and get a quarterback in this next offseason. But if he looks the same he has over the past year and a half that we've seen him play, you're going you're gonna to probably see the Steelers going out and get somebody. So this is a prove-it game for Mason Rudolph and against the team that embarrassed him and attacked him because Miles Garrett, of course, hit him over the head with his own helmet. Um, so – uh, this is going to be a serious revenge game for him. Um, Jenna, I'm just not so sure, though, that as a fantasy owner, that would excite me to say, ooh, let me plug in Mason Rudolph and all the Steelers this week because we really have no idea what that offense is going to look like. I will say, though, the Browns did look horrible last week in their loss to the Jets. Yeah, I was going to kind of say, how do you see things shaping up with the offense here? Are there any guys that you still think people should plug into their lineups on Sunday, depending on who plays, you know, 
Is there anyone that you're kind of targeting, circling? You know, would you put James Conner in? Would you put Benny Snell in about the receivers? You know, how, how do you see that shaping out? Uh, the one thing I will say, James Conner historically has done very well against the Browns when uh, when something's been there. And I've seen, at least we've seen it. His debut was against the Browns. Um, I've literally been in the stadium when people have been chaining his name against the Browns. Um, he He's had that history against this team. Now, the Steelers, of, if they're benching Ben, you can expect they're probably going to bench, bench maybe Pouncey, maybe DeCastro, defensively, you know, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, Cam Hayward, maybe even Stephon Tuitt. Uh, they're going to be sitting a lot of guys in this game, in my opinion. And the other offensive weapon that might take a seat is a guy who was looking a little dinged up at times last week and Deontay Johnson. If Johnson's pulled out, I would seriously look at Chase Claypool as a guy that they say, you know what, we're going to line him up on the outside we got to get Mason Rudolph. We got to give him some easy reads. We're going to tell him to go deep and just say, Hey, Mason on certain plays, take the shot and, uh, and trust that, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we want you to use your arm because you're young. You can get the ball down the field. We want you to use your arm to beat the, 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 the Browns when they go, give you single coverage outside on him. So Chase Claypool might be the guy this week to save your lineup. Uh, do look at James Washington. Um, he hasn't been used much, but you know, again, the connection between Mason Rudolph and James Washington from college, Washington last year was the Steelers' leading receiver. If Johnson takes a seat, he's going to bump up and get a lot more playing time. I really think that the, those are your two options there. Juju, of course, still in the mix, but he's also a guy I think the Steelers might try to pull back on the snaps and say, listen, buddy. We need you fresh. You've been you've been you've been battling all season. You're you know, you're you've been playing. You've been playing for quite some time, um, you know, and with, with the tight ends, I think they, they're going to have to play their guys and Ebron and Vance McDonald. But honestly, I'm I, you know, the, if I'm starting anybody, it's James Conner in, in an emergency flex spot and maybe Chase Claypool or, or James Washington if I'm really hurting at wide receiver this week. Yeah, if you're definitely a little bit desperate, I think the fact that Ben coming out of the lineup really changes a lot of things in terms of if any of, you know, any fantasy owners had these Steelers on their team, it does shake things up a little bit. But hey, you know, this is a good sign for sure that the Steelers are able to rest Ben, or at least that's, you know, in my opinion. Well, coming up, we are talking about who you should start and who you should sit. Stick with us on the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. And welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, sponsored by Cal U. Chris, we are talking who you should start, who you should sit. Very important decisions as this is championship week for some people that did the 16 and 17 combined. Let's start things off with quarterbacks. Who should people look to start this week? Well, you got Kirk Cousins going up against the Lions. The Lions have just been atrocious lately. They are the last-ranked team at stopping quarterbacks this week. If Kirk Cousins is a go at the finish of the season, let him – Let him. You know, he's going to let it fly. He's still got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith Jr. All three of those guys could be major targets. Dalvin Cook, of course, could be in that is – is going to be worked into this game. I just see this as a game where Detroit is in a lot of trouble. They have not been playing well, and I think it's about to really bite them in the butt with this one. The other guy, Tom Brady. He plays for the Buccaneers. He's going up against the Falcons. The Falcons, they're right behind the Lions. It's the 31st team against quarterbacks, though they did do very well at containing Patrick Mahomes last week, which was ridiculous. But this is a week where Tom Brady's feeling it. 
Mike uh, Mike Evans is getting back into it. Chris Godwin's been back into it. I think Antonio Brown has two straight weeks with touchdown receptions. Rob Gronkowski's starting to feel it. This is a Bucks team that could be dangerous fantasy-wise and in real life. They know that they need to finish strong to make sure, you know, make sure they're ready for the playoffs. I look for Tom Brady to do that against the Falcons. And I know a lot of people were kind of concerned, oh, you know, are the Bucs going to sit people? Are they going to rest people? And Bruce Arians came out and said, no, we want that five. Exactly. We're going to do what we can. We want to win. And if you see just kind of them lighting a fire there, I, I, I see this panning out kind of the same way. Just the fact that these teams or this team has been really starting to gel over the last couple weeks. Like you said, that the fact that they're getting AB in the rotation, they're getting Mike Evans back. Gronk is emerging as a target where he wasn't earlier this season. The, a little bit of a scary matchup there for sure. Uh, now let's go into the running back room. You have uh, two guys that look really good, especially a guy that Steelers fans saw last week and Colts fans wondered where he disappeared to in the second half of that game. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, you know, he was on fire in the first half and then they just stopped giving him the football. Uh, Steelers fans were happy about that because he was doing really well. Well, this week he gets to go up against the Jaguars at home. The Jaguars ranked 29th. And listen, the Jaguars, they packed it in. They're ready to get that first, that first pick of the draft and get Trevor Lawrence and move on from that the Colts need this game when you need a game you go to the guy you rely on you're going to go to they're going to go to Jonathan Taylor if they lose this game they're out of the playoffs they can't do anything unless they win but if they win this game they could and they get some help they could get in Jonathan Taylor he's a he's a rookie he's been playing strong they're going to feed him the other guy is a team that's out of it but I think could do well in a, in a good in a good matchup between some some division foes. You got Melvin Gordon with the Broncos at home against the Raiders. Raiders ranked 30th at stopping running backs this year. Melvin Gordon's put up some decent numbers at times this year. I think that this could be a week where the Broncos offense finishes strong. They feel better about their season just saying, "Hey, next year will be our year. We'll start to put things together with Drew Lock." But Melvin Gordon could be the guy to unlock a lot of that on the ground for them. Let's go to receivers, a guy you mentioned, Kirk Cousins. So naturally one of his biggest targets and one of the rookies that's made such a great impression this season, uh, Justin Jefferson, again, going up against that depleted Detroit defense. Yeah, Justin Jefferson has been phenomenal. He's been probably the best rookie receiver in football. Um, he's going up against Detroit. We said they were dead last against quarterbacks. Well, guess what? They're dead last against receivers too. So look for that to happen this week. I think Justin Jefferson's going to make some big plays for you, put up some fireworks. The Vikings want to go out and you know build some confidence going into next season. Feeding him could be very much part of that. The other guy is a guy I mentioned earlier too, Sterling Shepard. He's up against the Cowboys. The Giants... You know, the NFC East, I mean, who cares? The, the, you know, we, we know it's going to come down to Sunday night football when Washington plays the Eagles. And if Washington wins, they're in. If they don't, then the Cowboys maybe. And if they win, who cares about all that? The whole point is, though, is that the Giants, they're tired of, of getting their butts handed to them this year. They're going to want to throw the ball right back on the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys start to light up the scoreboard. And I think that you'll see the chance that the Giants will take to light up the scoreboard. I don't think they will, but Sterling Shepard's going to get a lot of targets because of that, and I think it's going to come on good numbers because the Cowboys are ranked 31st in the league against the against against wide receivers in fantasy. Man, you just have to love the dumpster fire that yeah. is the uh, NFC East and the fact that three teams can still win it, and they all are. It's, it's yep. They're bad. They're bad. It's, so bad. It's, it's not great. It's it's not great. Uh, let's go over to the 
guys you can keep on your bench, two quarterbacks. We talked a little bit about them, but Baker Mayfield, one of those guys, um, why are you sitting him and why are you sitting Jalen Hurts? Well, Baker Mayfield played horribly last week. He didn't put the ball in the end zone. He fumbled the ball three times, and people are going to say, oh, well, he didn't have his receivers. Guess what? Nobody cared when the Steelers are missing people. Nobody cares when anybody else is missing people. I think that this was a sign. You're, this is what, Jenna, you and I have talked about this in the Locked on Steelers podcast. When were the Browns going to start to crack? When were they going to start to show the problems in their team? I think they started to show it last week. And now you're playing a Steelers defense that, yes, they'll probably be without several key con- contributors, but I still think they're going to be a problem for, for the Browns. I don't trust Baker Mayfield yet. I'm not trusting him. If you, if, again, if you need a backup, you go get an Andy Dalton this week. You go get a Mitch Trubisky this week. But you do not want to want to put Baker Mayfield in after the poor performance he just showed. I'd also consider sitting Jalen Hurts. He struggled a little bit in the second half of his last game, and now he's facing a Washington pass rush and that you know that's going to be getting after him. They're the third best team at stopping quarterbacks this year. Uh, you know, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's got a future in this and in, in this league. But I just don't know if this is the week to start him um, going up against that defense. And they are desperate for a win to make the playoffs. In other running backs, we have Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake, guys that you should probably keep on your bench this week as well. Yeah, the Saints need to play hard. They're gonna need to start. They're gonna need to stop the stop the run. We're gonna speed it up here, Jenna, because this is what we call the turbo time here. Because whenever I'm run out of time, but. Mike Davis against the Saints, just say no, he's not getting it done this week. Kenyon Drake against the Rams. The Rams aren't doing a lot of things well, but they can still stuff the run. Aaron Donald's still there. They need to win that game. They better get it done there. At receiver, Mike Williams against against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are actually the number two team at stopping wide receivers this year. I'm just saying, okay, Mike, just take take a seat. You're not, you're not starting this week for my fantasy team. Devontae Parker at the Bills. The Bills have been very good on defense. They're going to lock things down. Parker's also questionable at this point in time of the week fantasy owners don't even play with it he's going up against the bills defense i wouldn't even mess with it will disley tight end for the seahawks going up against the niners the niners are the best tight end defense in the league against fantasy stop it don't you start will disley also austin hooper i said he had a big week last week guess what be going up against the steelers they're the number two tight end defense even if it's even if it's avery williamson over the middle they're stopping tight ends this week don't do it and the two defenses i would also bench this week are the giants against the cowboys i think the cowboys are going to light it up and the and the raiders against the broncos because i think the raiders are in for a rough week man we love that turbo time i'm here for it take notes people this is what to do chris is the answer he will help you hopefully to your fantasy football championships well thank you so much for joining us on the fantasy football insider sponsored by cal U. for chris carter i'm jenna harner and for the entire rest of our channel 11 sports team have a great one 